0: And welcome to episode 330 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with... How are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So uh, it's been a couple of weeks since you were on last. What
1: have you been up to? Been watching some uh, pretty good stuff. I've enjoyed basically everything I've got written down here, good. which is which is always good. We want to enjoy the television that we watch. Uh, I think I think that's the idea. So first thing I've been watching uh, is Euphoria, and I wrote down Euphoria and uh, Zendaya watched this week's well not the episode that come out today but the previous episode I think it's season 2 episode 5 I think um, really quite groundbreaking incredible episode and I think this show just continues to just get better and better and obviously it's a very very hard hitting show and all that kind of thing so it's about you know uh, addiction and things like that I already thought that Zendaya was a very good actress anyway, mainly from what she does in Euphoria. I don't feel like the MJ character always quite gives her, you know, the time to shine. Well, yeah. Um, But, uh, I mean, she's great in that role and everything. I just think that what um, Zendaya does for uh, June, is it June? Jules? Uh, What she does for the character is uh, just a lot more sort of expansive, I guess, because you've got some like deeper themes and and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. In this fifth episode, she really just, like raises uh, her own sort of bar in, in, in that way, in terms of her acting. And I know that we're, usually with Emmy nominations, they pass forward certain episodes, I think, don't they? Of yes. Like, this is a particular performance. I, I think that particular episode, so uh, season two, episode five, should be like maybe submitted for an Emmy because she just, she just really kind of went for it. And obviously when you've got a show like this, that's really dealing with some heavy themes and things, not only do you need to kind of, go for it anyway because you've got such heavy themes to deal with that you don't want to mess about with that. You want to just sort of go for it um, because you're doing such a hard-hitting sort of topic. Um, her acting in that episode and even like throughout the show before that, has just been just been phenomenal. And I, I heard that she gets some because I don't know if she's been nominated for something for this before. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but she certainly deserves that. And the show itself has just been just been incredible, just has really kind of knocked things out of the park so far it's gotten um renewed doesn't it for yeah, another season yeah. which is not, unsur- you know, it's no, it's not, not surprising big, a big uh, hbo show so that's uh, that's really good as well just been really really quite incredible this season and uh so many sort of just not shocking for the sake of it obviously shocking because of what's happening to these characters and the situations that they're getting into but so many sort of just shocking moments and kind of characters doing things that well they're not doing them out of character obviously because you know they're they're probably on some sort of drugs in different scenes and that's affecting obviously what different characters are doing not just Zendaya's character but other ones and uh, yeah it's really just kind of gone for it this season um, not that it didn't last season but it's just kind of upped itself uh, this season so it's been fantastic have you seen any of that?
0: I haven't no it's its a show that I know everybody says is brilliant and I've just not got around to watching yet I really should because everybody tells me how great it is you yeah, know and all the reviews are wonderful for it it's sort of on my list of things that I need to go and watch uh, but it sort of passed me when it first came out and i just there's so much stuff around i just haven't got around to
1: catching up with it yeah yeah but uh, i i definitely recommend it to those that obviously uh could, can watch it and that sort of thing uh because it's, it's not it's not even just hey only adults should watch this it's kind of there's some stuff in here that isn't easy to watch i mean that's kind of the idea it's not supposed to be yeah. a kind of casual comic book thing or, or something you know yeah um, like, like a flash or something like that um it's obviously very hard hitting and, and that kind of thing. So, but yeah, I've really kind of gone for it this season and very, very effective storytelling and everything, which has been good. Um, watched uh, All of Midnight Mass, which was a seven episode. Um, this is another one directed by Mike Flanagan. He previously did the Haunting of TV shows, which was Blind Manor and Hill House. Uh, in terms for me, I would say Haunting of Hill House, which was the first one of those, I would still say is the best. I think Blind Manor was still very good but just didn't quite. It's that problem with sort of a director comes out with something and everyone's like, oh, this is incredible. They go to do the same thing again. And it obviously gets compared to the first thing, which Mm -hmm. sometimes is unfair, but sometimes also makes sense because, you know, same genre, that type thing. Um, That one didn't quite knock it out of the park so much. That one, It was still very good. It just wasn't quite as good as the thing before it. Which is sometimes a bit of a problem, um, but then he's done uh, this show called Midnight Mass, which is a bit of a kind of different thing. Some similar cast members are returning. I think his wife is it. She has made appearances in all three shows. She sort of plays one of the main characters in uh, this one as well. Uh, Raul uh, Cooley, as well, who's from iZombie, Zombie, is uh, in some of these shows as well.
0: Yeah. So Kate Siegel is the
1: uh, the wife's name. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She she was in this as well. She played quite a big part and stuff. So that was good. I would say in terms of midnight mass i think is better than blind manor i still don't think he's made something unless he's made something before all this i'm not aware of um Um, in terms of these in terms of these three things i think midnight mass is better than blind manor but again still doesn't quite reach those hill house type of heights i think
0: yeah he has done a few other things uh he did a film a few films called absent one called Absentia, different to the tv show okay. um but he he did that in terms of tv uh yeah the the haunting films uh he's got a series coming up called the midnight club as well mm. which presumably is another horror because that's yes horror mystery thriller it says that one is mm-hmm. um yeah he's, he's ouija origin of evil and yeah so he's he's got a bunch of sort of oh he did dr sleep as well the stephen king follow-up to okay, the shining i never, I
1: never saw the I, sequel to that so. i didn't
0: see that either but um yeah so I mean he's he's certainly horror seems to be where he's at pretty much. Yeah,
1: yeah. he's 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 very very good at doing certain things. Some other things he's not maybe quite as good at, but it's still enough really good stuff there that I would say all three of these are worth watching basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so with this third season it's it sort of shifts gears a little bit in terms of uh plot. Basically you have this um priest it's set around like the church and a midnight mass and that sort of thing. One of the priests mysteriously goes so of missing he very briefly but mysteriously explains it or doesn't depending on how you look at his first sort of speech and um things kind of kick on for obviously we're going to spoilers but i think weird stuff starts happening these sort of like miracles start happening and you start to find out why eventually mm-hmm. and i wouldn't really say it's an issue with it but the only thing with midnight mass is once you get to about episode three four you start finding out a bit more about what this. Thing is that's happening and then that's where it then clicks for me I sort of watched the first two episodes I was like this is good I'm gonna keep watching this and there's you clearly get the sense that something well obviously it's horror something's always kind of wrong but you get a sense that something's wrong and I kind of thought okay I want to stick around to find out what that is and where this what's happened to this priest and all, all this other kind of stuff and then once you sort of once it sort of clicks and you find out what's happened, you're like, oh, okay. Now the rest of the se- the rest of the season kind of kicks on. It's only like I said seven episodes. Some of the episodes are a little bit long, uh, but it is another limited series, so it does it does wrap itself up quite well. Um, the only other slight issue I had, and this might just be a sort of my opinion kind of thing, I felt like some of the character deaths were slightly unnecessary. Like right. some of the some of the ways that certain characters died, and then realizing how the series ended, it was sort of like you could have kept maybe that character alive because it didn't really change much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's other ones that are like really vital sort of character deaths and that kind of thing. So um overall I really enjoyed the three of them and um with uh what's his name again? Mike Flanagan. <laughs> Mike Flanagan. There we go. Sorry. Uh, when he comes out with his next, I, I guess maybe he'll do, do another horror Netflix thing. Um, I'll check out what it is because he's sort of earned my my trust enough with that. I think so. Yeah, uh, it's been really good. Uh, speaking of horror horror stuff, continuing to to watch Servant each week. I think the last kind last time I came on it was season three, episode one that had just come out. Uh, we've now gotten up to episode I think four roughly for uh, the third season. Absolutely incredible show. There are so many things that this show does right and when you put them all together it just makes this really grand horror experience, even from certain things like, not in terms of the visual quality, but t- certain certain camera shots you can tell that M. Knight wants you to look for certain things, or right. there's a way that the camera is based, or the way that things are shot where it's quite clear that you sort of like, okay M. Night, why are you showing me this mm-hmm. angle of this thing, and it's like he wants you to look for something, and it might not always be something there, but it's about the intrigue of how weird and creepy and wild this, this show is is because it really is all all those three things put together and um i'm sort of like watching every shot very intensely of like what are you what are you trying to tell me what are you trying to hide and I, i really really enjoy that aspect of it i think particularly i can't tell you why but particularly the last two episodes have had like really creepy endings where sort of like you know spine tingling type of stuff of like oh god that's what you you're trying to show me this thing and like that's really creepy um but uh, in in a really really good way but now they've really done an incredible job with this i I just think as the episodes have gone on as the seasons have gone on the show's just gotten better and better i think Mm -hmm. so i've really really enjoyed that and this next season is the last one i think season four so it's still got a bit of time to uh express itself and all that and particularly just some events from this week's episode is just like (laughs) Yeah, just, just really kind of out there. Not in, not out there in the way of sort of jumping the shark or whatever. It's things that fit within the show. But yeah, it's also still amazes me because most of it takes place within the house. There's certain other angles and things that don't quite like there's sort of the, the road in the street just outside the house. You've seen with Julian in his car when he's on his way to the house and stuff. And it's amazing how much mileage they've got out of scenes of that house, really, because most of it is like shot in the house and stuff. And there's certain theories as to, okay, why have we never seen these characters outside and all this kind of stuff? So. Really, really good. But yeah, I've enjoyed basically everything I've seen recently. How about yourself, David?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've i had a sort of mixed bunch over the last sort of week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the Curse, which is the Channel 4 series, it's a kind of comedy drama, basically follows this group of fairly incompetent criminals and they decide to rob this warehouse and just stumble across a bunch of gold that happens to be there, which is way more than they thought would actually be there. Mm. That's pretty much the setup for it. And it kind of follows what happens after that it's six episodes they're 30 minutes each so it's fairly short it's only like three hours to get through the whole lot i really enjoyed it i thought this was going to be more of a self-contained thing and it definitely ends at a point where there could very easily be a second season so i assumed that there is a plan to assuming the numbers are okay to, to make another season of it because of how it ends i mean you know, it like does a cliffhanger not so much a cliffhanger in that it it does round off some bits of the story but it leaves a lot of things dangling as well so yeah i wouldn't say it ends on a cliffhanger but it certainly things that they could continue to pull you know i was expecting it to be a kind of complete self-contained thing and it isn't i was expecting them to get to the end of it and it being you know this is what happened next because it is sort of based on a true life story it does have a title card that comes up at the beginning that says some of this may have happened (laughs) rather than this is based on true events so the characters are really fun uh they are incredibly incompetent it's a sort of wannabe gangster there's two sort of more genuine gangsters in there who really are kind of using this group of feckless individuals. There's a sort of comedy gangster, a couple that run this cafe who get involved with it. There's the guy who is the security guard at the warehouse who lets them in in the first place, who's another one of their mates. So it's really this sort of group of friends that suddenly have this idea of of robbing this warehouse. It is fun. It's very funny. It's written by the people behind King Gary and Murdering Successful so I suspect if you like those sort of shows you're probably going to like this as well. It's got this sort of nice 80s vibe to it as well which is fun. Overall yeah very solid very funny series I do hope they make more of it I I really really enjoyed it and found it kind of interesting and different and the fact that it's a half hour comedy for this sort of show as well is not really what you would usually expect I mean technically comedy drama but it is very much more comedy than drama but it's got some wonderfully fun bits and it's there's people get killed off but in very funny ways it's just very well put together and uh, very very enjoyable so worth watching the whole of it is up on all four right now so you can go and get all the episodes right now That is one that I would definitely recommend. One of the others I watched was Fear Index, which is a really interesting Sky Atlantic drama. Again, they are all up on demand, so you can go and watch those straight away. They're an adaptation of a Robert Harris novel. The series follows a tech genius called Dr. Alex Hoffman, played by Josh Hartner, who has invented this investment system called Vixel, which is an AI-driven system that exploits fear in the financial markets and obviously operates faster than any human could. So it makes these huge returns for them. They are in this sort of 24 hours where they're trying to get more investments and they're trying to woo these investing people to come in. Just before that happens, the night before, Alex gets attacked in his home and these series of strange events start to happen like a book arrives that he thinks his wife has bought him and she hasn't and then talks to his partner and his partner at the firm didn't get it for him even though it was a book he kind of really wants so he tried to track down where this book has suddenly come from out of nowhere It sort of carries on and he starts to question his sanity about whether he's actually going a little crazy or whether there is somebody actually out to get him or whether there's something else going on entirely. So it's a really sort of interesting, weird setup. It's a bit slow and it's one of those things that it's only four episodes long. So it's four hours in total. And I really get the feeling that this probably could have been a two and a half hour, three hour movie. And it might have been a better thing in that format rather than trying to do it over four hours as a TV drama. Because there does seem to be a a little bit of filler in there. And I was kind of like, you get to the end of the first episode and you think, well, that could have been a bit tighter than it was. So I did watch all four episodes. And there are some interesting sort of twists in it but you kind of are sign pointed where it's probably going fairly early on so although there are some twists you kind of see them coming And the last shot is just incredibly cheesy as well. So I don't know. It's Maybe I'm just too used to this sort of drama, but I could sort of see where it was going and it's difficult. I I don't know whether to recommend it or not. I sort of enjoyed watching it, but I also kind of knew the tropes that they were going for and kind of knew where it was going throughout. And When it ended the way it ended, I was like, really? (laughs) That's what you're going to end it on? And I mean, it it was such a sort of like, oh, well, of course, that's where you're going to end it. Does it finish the story all right, though? Yeah, I mean, it does. It kind of rounds the story off okay. Um, You could potentially make another season out of it. I don't know whether it necessarily needs it and... I mean a second season might be slightly more interesting but I found it very predictable throughout there, mm. there wasn't much in there that you couldn't see coming I don't think because they make this big thing about the fact that you know there's this this Vixal system which is this AI and it's based around fear and you kind of know what's going to happen there and the the acting's perfectly fine you know the 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 directings okay i just think maybe it would work better as a as a film rather than a four part because it says it's a four part limited series so i don't think they are planning on doing more of it and yeah i, I just found it a little overly predictable throughout uh mm. so you know i mean it's there it's up on sky atlantic it's on now it's four hours if you like Josh hartnett and you want to kind of see him in something it's there if you want to watch it I'm just be aware I, it, 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 do you look at it and like well I think this is going to happen oh yes this has happened you know so if you're used to these sort of thriller dramas I think you're probably going to guess where it's going so you know it's okay it's just it's not anything particularly special unfortunately um, mm. I mean I don't know whether that's a fault of the TV show or a fault of the novel it's based on I have no idea but yeah hard to sort of completely recommend when there are a lot of other better things out there I think <laughs> Yeah. The other thing I watched was Pam and Tommy, which I'm about three, I think, episodes into that I did really enjoy. This, of course, is based around Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and the whole scandal regarding the robbery at their house and uh, the tape that was stolen, the infamous tape that was stolen from their house. I found this really quite interesting because I remember this all happening at the time and it was sort of mid-90s when the robbery happened. I don't remember exactly the outcome of what went on with that i don't know whether people got caught from it because essentially you know they had this intimate tape stolen it got put out online they always claimed it was stolen the guy that had it always claimed that it wasn't and it had come into his possession in some way so Hmm. it's sort of following that storyline and giving more background to it i think it, it treats the characters in an interesting way i think pamela's character he's definitely treated very sympathetically. Tommy comes across as a bit of a dick throughout, but you know, don't know how accurate that is to, to who he is in real life. But certainly that's the way it's portrayed on there. I think the performances are really good. It's Sebastian Stan as Tommy and Lily James as Pamela. And uh they I mean the if you've seen the publicity shots you know that they've done a brilliant job with just getting them to look like those two people and uh, i i think that's really good it's kind of more of a dark comedy than it is full out drama actually there's there's quite a lot of fun and humour in that overall i am enjoying it so far i need to watch the rest of it it is up on disney plus right now which is weird considering the subject matter but that's where it is of course it, it mm. goes out under the star brand
1: yeah how that works yeah yeah there's still people that continue to be confused by like why is walking dead on here why is this pamela anderson thing (laughs) on here
0: (laughs) yes very much so but uh yeah overall i am enjoying that so far uh it it is an interesting true life drama and i do remember the events you know when they first happened in the 90s so i i'm kind of i mean i don't know how accurate it is i know pamela apparently has said she will never watch the show which is understandable because it was a horrifically traumatic period of her life so why would she want to relive that in a sort of through a kind of twisted tv mm-hmm. lens anyway so you know i get that but um certainly i think it is uh, it's an interesting look at, at a intriguing and quite bizarre story but i'm enjoying that so far i will be watching the rest of it so that's the stuff we've been looking at this week let's move on to some tv and film news bye, bye, bye,
1: bye.
0: We kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. One cancellation or rather one show ending this week. Love Victor, they've said, will end with its upcoming third season. Uh, I know you and Grey love this show. I am i haven't been watching it, but
1: yes, I know you two love this. Yeah, fantastic show so far with the, the first two seasons, uh, especially with the second season. I feel really up to the ante, so to speak. Um, and of course it was a show I very very much connected with last year with uh, events in my own personal life as well <laughs> um which but worked out in a, a great way just with with everything I suppose um so it obviously it holds a special place with me as well this show just because of how it helped me to basically come out last year yes as well which if if you're writing something that causes somebody to feel better about themselves and to do a life-altering kind of thing then you've you've done something really good at the end of the day yeah uh, it also just made a really really good show anyway so uh it was it was pretty high on my list um for like best tv shows and stuff last year mm-hmm. um but no three seasons would make sense i know that me and gray had a bit of a conversation off the air once we finished recording our afterlife podcast and uh we both kind of agreed that if you get the the same creators back because they've also done um the love simon film obviously which is a which basically is a is if takes place before this because it does actually connect yeah. into uh, love victor as a show and I, I really like the way that the show uses simon in this tv show as well it's not really a spoiler because i haven't really said what he does but he is yes. uh he, he's present in in love victor and it, re- it makes a lot of sense it's really good and uh, he himself helps um victor through certain things um so if they end that story and then you end that kind of saga so to speak although you can always use those characters in similar ways that you've used simon in the uh, love victor show uh if you switch gears a little bit maybe you do a transgender story or you stick with some things that's still lgbtq i suppose yeah so maybe course want to do something with a woman a female character as well that that would be good uh because i fully trust the people that are behind these two things to do something else because obviously they've done an incredible job so far and i'd, I'd love to see the creators and the, the people behind this show uh do something else as well because i'd really look forward to it if they did um yeah. whether that would be on hulu or whatever we, we don't know obviously but uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap this third season up it kind of makes sense that you, you don't you can't really do a show like this for something like five or eight or ten seasons yeah. or something obviously if it is just going to get older and move into further stages in his life. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, It's sort of bittersweet, I guess, but you always want to go out with a a bang, I suppose, which is exactly what I think they'll do. Yes,
0: you want to go out ideally with a show like that on your own terms as well. And you want to go out Mm -hmm. wrapping it properly, so which it sounds like they're going to do. So that's good. We've got a bunch of renewals as well this week. Uh, Reacher got renewed for a second season, literally after we were talking about it on the podcast last week. Mm, yeah. a brilliant, brilliant show that uh, they did a wonderful, wonderful job adapting the books. Pretty much universal acclaim from people that have read the novels. That I mean, I haven't, but from everything I've been reading, a lot of people have said, yes, this is what it, it really should be. Mm. You know, people like the Tom Cruise films, but uh, I mean, we've said before for tom cruise is not reacher he's not the right
1: you know he's gonna he did- say tom cruise looks a bit different to the guy who's doing it now
0: yeah, um, uh, yeah. alan richardson is he's, he's a far him, better yeah. reacher you know and um mm. i mean alan did a, a a reddit ask me anything thing and said you know he appreciated the movies you know, because of the fact that he loves the books and i mean he is a real alan is a real fan of the books and the fact that tom did the films and got the interest out there in the books which sold more books which then ultimately led to this TV series being commissioned Mm. so you know he has a lot of appreciation for that but yeah I think this is a really solid adaptation Alan is a huge fan of the novels they get on very very well Lee is involved in it it just works I, I found it really fun I don't know the books but I still found it a really solid interesting series so I'm so glad that they've renewed That. I think it's a solid addition Mm -hmm. to the prime lineup. That over on Epics in the US, they have announced a bunch of interesting renewals, one of them being Domina season two now i'm sure that was a sky original over here and i don't remember them saying they were ordering a second season so i don't know whether this was one that was a sky epic sort of co-production and maybe sky have dropped out or they just haven't announced there's a second season or i missed the thing where they said they were doing a second season but um epics released this list of things that they have renewed and new shows that were coming and uh, Domino was on there for a second season so that is uh going to be coming back presumably Sky will pick that up I I don't know but uh, Mm. that has got a second season what I'm really excited about is Condor has got a third season which uh, Condor you can find on the Sky box sets that was a really interesting thriller it was about uh, this sort of CIA analyst that got kind of blamed for the fact that there was an attack at the unit he was working at and he got the blame for it and ended up sort of on the run and first two seasons of that were really what wonderful i very much enjoyed it and it was on i can't remember where, which was it the audience network i think in the u.s which and they literally shut the entire network down so mm. that channel disappeared and condor sort of went with it and then epics picked the first two seasons up and uh, have been running it and they've now said that they've now commissioned a third season so i'm very very happy that that is going to be returning because i really enjoyed the first two seasons of that They've also given a second season to Chapel Wait, which I don't think is aired over here, but it's it's an adaptation of the Stephen King short story, Jerusalem's Lot. So uh, that has got a second season as well. So... That will be coming if you like your horrors. That's probably one to look out for. Also sticking with horror, Creepshow and Slasher have both been renewed by Shudder in the US as well. Uh, Slasher has aired a few different things. That's a sort of horror anthology series. Mm -hmm. That has aired over here. I'm not sure whether Creepshow has, but Slasher certainly has. Those two will be back for new seasons as well. I
1: remember when there was some news that came out because season two of slasher came out on netflix or something like that and the first season was already on there that was a season with like kate mcgrath from uh, supergirl right yeah and then the show got renewed for a the second season and that was on sci-fi in the uk i remember pick watching TV. it on pick tv I, I remember watching it on now in the uk and i was like okay it's weird that this thing's over here but i'll watch it mm. and then the third season came out and that was on netflix i'm pretty sure And then I remember, like, very briefly a while ago, probably about a year ago, seeing news that a fourth season was on Shudder. Yeah. um, And then I forgot to kind of check it out, but it's good that it's been renewed for another one. So there's probably a season of Slasher that I've actually missed then.
0: Yeah, the fourth season went out, I think, exclusively on Shudder, because you can get Shudder in the UK. Um, Yeah, yeah. a If you go to Shudder.com, you can -hmm. can get that. If you lean to your horror, it might be one that's worth looking to subscribe to. Yeah, yeah, the first three seasons initially went out out on on tv and then I think they've popped up in other places like Netflix possibly. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, should I think exclusively aired the fourth season so that's probably the one you haven't seen.
1: Yeah. So this is the fifth season. So this will be a
0: fifth season, yeah. And well, obviously lucky. it's an anthology so it will be different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, um but, uh, but all the all the seasons pretty much were good at least from what I remember so far. Good. So.
0: Good. Yeah. In terms of pickups and other news, a uh, couple of our event dates. Killing Eve has now been confirmed as coming on the 28th of February. That's coming on onto iPlayer. That will be the day after it airs in the US on BBC America. So mm. that will be back for its final season. That's quite soon. Yep. Yeah. Russian Doll, which was that brilliant sort of time loop Natasha Lyon that, huh? show, which I love the first season of that. Mm. And uh, that will be back in spring. They haven't given an exact date for that yet, but that's coming back to Netflix in spring. Uh, also in spring, but over on Amazon Prime, there's a show called 10%, which they've actually changed or rather given it a name now because it's the UK remake of the incredibly popular French series Call My Agent. It's from the people that did W1. A, who are doing the UK version. So that gives you the sort of idea of the type of semi sort of real humour that they're going for in it. It's got Jack Davenport as one of the leads in it. It looks like it's going to be very fun and very funny. Uh, that's coming in spring on to Amazon Prime. And uh, I'm quite looking forward to that because it's it, it's basically set in a, in a celebrity talent agency. Uh, so there is a lot of guest stars coming in that are playing versions of themselves as people like Helena Bonham Carter is doing a stint in there and you know some other famous faces doing stints in there Last Kingdom season 5 has a premiere date that's 9th of March on Netflix that returns for what is its final season but there is a film coming after it as well which is supposed to round everything off so uh, the final full season which is season 5 9th of March on Netflix for The Last Kingdom the problem with Jon Stewart which is John. Stewart show on Apple TV Plus is slightly changing its format because it was a bit sort of ad hoc before, where he kind of put them up. Uh, there was like four or five episodes he put up as and when he kind of finished them. I think uh, so. It was sort of every two mm-hmm. or three weeks. They're now doing it as a weekly format show that's returning on March third onto Apple TV Plus. Uh, very very good. It's very much sort of John Stewart's kind of thing. It's more in the format of rather than being the daily show of being a bunch of different stories. It is more the format of one particular topic so that is the problem that they're dealing with that week so they've done things on like guns or healthcare or you know they they pick a topic and then it's a sort of deep dive into that particular topic that week but it's still very much Jon Stewart and you know fun but also got a very serious point to it and uh, I've really enjoyed the first few episodes of that so I'm glad they're bringing that back for a more kind of regular slot. The Lazarus Project which is a very interesting new drama again also deals with time loops so uh, there's another kind of time loop drama so it's a sci-fi thriller coming uh, it stars Papa Eszu from I May Destroy You who is really good in the lead role. Not that I've known that because not that I've seen any of it but um, uh, <laughs> that's coming in April on Sky Max. it is definitely going to be one to look out for. They, I think it was called Extinction originally, but they've changed the name of it to the Lazarus Project. That's going to be one to look out for in April. Better Core Soul also has a premiere date that returns on the 19th of April for the start of its final season. Uh, they've actually, it weirdly announced the part two as well already. There's, there's so 19th of April for the first part, which I think is six episodes and then the second part which is five episodes which starts on july 12th so there is a bit of a break in between there's like a month gap or something you know both coming this year they're not going to split it like they did with breaking bad which they split it over two years so uh that's good it's Mm. it's all going to end this year i mean it's they they, weirdly they announced a couple of like little spin-off things like there's an animated show coming as well oh really
1: had I, I missed all
0: that yeah that kind of strange and i don't know if we're going to get them over here that's the thing so i've not really been pushing it but there is a a six-part animated spin-off called slipping jimmy which follows the young jimmy mcgill and his friends in chicago and it's produced by the rick and morty animators <laughs> so huh. uh i yeah who knows whether we'll get that or not i have no idea but uh yes apparently they're producing that as well so we'll we'll see whether that turns up anywhere but yes there is that out there in the world and the other thing which has got an air date is obi-wan kenobi which they've announced the 25th of may that is landing which i'm very happy about i'm glad that's coming there's a lot of people saying why isn't it coming on may the 4th because obviously that's star wars day i mean that may be when we get the trailer possibly uh, the reason i think they've done the 25th of may is that is the anniversary of A New Hope being released so it's sort of a mm. full circle thing so I think that's why they've gone for the 25th of May rather than going for the 4th and I think they'll use the 4th maybe as a promotional thing. It's possible they may do a sort of surprise drop of the first episode or something. I mean, I don't know they mm. will release some big Star Wars stuff on Star Wars Day because yeah. they always do but whether that's just the trailer or whether it's like, surprise, here's the first episode I <laughs> you know,
1: but 25th of May is officially There is Star- the um, Skywalker Saga Lego game out on the fourth Mm. so I know it's not quite as Because this yes um yeah that's that's something that they're they're doing so i was looking at the playstation store yesterday to see dates of things and that came up
0: yeah i mean i'm sure there will be trailers and they may drop a trailer for andor as well because i think that's been filming so um we'll see what actually lands on the 4th of may but i mean there will be stuff about but 25th of may is when they've said that obi-wan is actually going to be airing as a series i am very much looking forward to that it looks like it's gonna be really good sticking with returning sci-fi things there is a Potential Blade Runner series in the works called Blade Runner 2099. It's a live action sequel to the film, which was what, Blade Runner 2050? 2049, wasn't it? Yes. Blade Runner yep. 2049, which was the film. It's Wrigley Scott that is producing it, uh, Silka Lusa and Alcorn, who were the people that were involved in the movie. That is coming, obviously, as the title somewhat suggests, this will be set 50 years after the events of the film don't really know a a huge amount about it other than that but uh, obviously the film followed on from the original 1982 Blade Runner movie I I think it'd be interesting to have one set in this universe because I think it is an interesting universe Silka Lucia is showrunner of Apple TV Plus's upcoming Elizabeth Moth-fronted drama, Shining Girls. She's writing and exec-producing Alcon Entertainment and Scott Free Productions are the people that are behind it, along with Ridley Scott producing. So it's the first time a live-action Blade Runner series has been in development. They're talking about sort of Amazon fast-tracking it and making it a priority. It sounds like they're very keen to make it go forward, which is, is not unsurprising given the mm. size of the property. But as yeah. to... As to what it who's gonna star in it, what it's gonna be, who knows? We'll have hmm. to see.
1: Did you see that film? I don't know whether I, I did, but I haven't seen the, the two films, no. Um, but I did play obviously Cyberpunk 2077 and I did hear a lot of people that had seen this film and enjoyed cyberpunk that basically if you enjoyed one that you potentially enjoy the other just because all the, the themes and stuff so I may have to seek those uh, films out because I would like to watch both of them before this, this series comes out because it sounds mm-hmm. like it's going to have involvement with it but yeah doing a modern day obviously well not modern day but modern released TV series on Amazon who've obviously got plenty of money to do something like this makes sense and is good just have to check out the uh, two films first um, yeah yeah. and see how that goes but i did, I did enjoy cyberpunk so i guess there's those <laughs> sorts of themes in there so yeah
0: and i mean this is this is obviously very a kind of cyberpunky sort of uh-huh. Thing so I mean you know it, it's an interesting world it's an interesting setup the sort of idea of the the replicants and the people that are tracking them down I don't know whether this is the time period I would necessarily have set it in I would possibly have gone back more to the original kind of setup but uh, there was a brilliant Lucas style point and click game um, that came out ooh, probably late eighties early nineties maybe there was a really superb game which was where you played another blade runner who was chasing down replicants. Right. Um, that was a really really fascinating story and that was sort of set in the earlier time period. So I don't know, it'd be interesting to see what they do with this. Um hmm but uh, yeah, the, it, it's in development at the moment so it may not go anywhere but uh, we'll see. They seem very keen on it obviously So, so uh, and it's Amazon and they they generally they're pretty good at you know, if they pick up big things they tend to move forward with them so we'll see. Over on AMC there is an Orphan Black sequel in the works which we have mentioned a while back they talked about it it's, it's essentially it is not a reboot it's set in the same world as the original show so there is some potential to bring some characters across if they wanted to do that but uh, it's So it is a sequel series as opposed to a reboot series. It's now been given a writer. Anna Fischko is the woman that's um, going to be writing it. Now, (laughs) make of what you will her background list of credits because she was a writer and supervising producer on Fear the Walking Dead during the fourth season. She was writer and co-exec producer on The Society, which was that Netflix series, which was actually renewed for a second season. And then when COVID hit, they abandoned it. They decided to shut it down and not, not make it, which was a bit of a shame so that isn't coming back but that got covered by covid uh she's also written on colony she wrote on the last tycoon which was an amazon series and she wrote on tyrants as well so some of those shows have, have been quite good but not necessarily lasted very long mm. so we'll see I, I can't remember for what season are we on with the walking dead uh was the fourth season the one that you really
1: hated no it was the last two are we half, halfway through the current one aren't we yes i think yeah the current one and the, and the previous one which is six and seven right okay, um, so I don't remember if, if something was specifically bad about the fourth. Was that where Alicia started painting trees and people got annoyed about that? Um, could have been that, which yes. that didn't annoy me, but it seemed to annoy, yeah, other people. Um, yes, could have been
0: i yeah. yeah i maybe that was the the one where they started the the sort of pay it forward leaving packages for people thing which i quite like that sort of whole premise uh, but i think they should have stuck with it and they didn't um so yeah i mean uh, we'll we'll see she obviously has a lot of reasonable writing credits to her name uh, even if some of the shows haven't lasted quite as long as maybe they deserve to i mean colony was a good show and i know certainly the society there was quite a lot of love for that uh i didn't see the last tycoon i know tyrant has quite a lot of love for it so we'll see i mean at least they've now got a writer attached it means that the orphan black sequel is still in the works at amc it is still potentially moving forward so it is
1: there but we'll see whether it actually manages to to make it out of the writer's room. This could be like a Mike Flanagan situation though where you do a first, obviously this is more series like with the multiple seasons of of Orphan Black and it's sort of this lightning in a bottle thing where you can do more seasons of it and obviously those are sequel seasons as opposed to anthology things. So the show has the opportunity to get better and better because you're carrying on obviously with the same characters and you've still got Tatiana Maslany doing multiple roles and really you killing it with her performance. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of end the show really well. Everybody's really happy with how it wraps up and stuff like that. And then you try to just do it again, but say that it's sort of continuation but not in not involving the characters, but still in the same well. It's like yeah. can can you sort of do that successfully and not necessarily bring anybody that we loved before. Yeah. Um, you also don't really want to see those characters again because you did wrap up their story so well and you don't mm-hmm. want to potentially it um, is, ruin what you had before
0: it is tricky because so much of that show was the genius of tatiana Mislaney and her yeah and um, if, multiple if you don't
1: roles. yeah and if you don't have her what are you offering yeah. in, in in the season or yeah. series so. i mean you
0: know if they do move forward with it it will be a phenomenal role presumably because whoever gets the lead role will be doing multiple characters again so it is a phenomenal part for whoever gets it but i you know like you mm. say it could have been lightning in a bottle first time and whether you can recreate that is, is very difficult to know last story we've got for this week Future Armour returns once again uh, Hulu has ordered a new season of uh, 20 episodes or order, uh, whether it's one season or two I don't know but it's 20 episodes they've ordered the new season is set to premiere in 2023 obviously uh, I think everybody knows what future armor is um, it follows Fry who finds himself accidentally transported a thousand years into the future and right now the future is a complex mix of wonderful and horrible where things are still laughable no matter how wild and crazy it gets so you've got sort of aliens robots it's just wonderfully fun silly brilliant show it's gonna have most of the cast at the moment have signed back on to return billy west who is the main voice of fry he also does Zoidberg, farnsworth brannigan and a whole bunch of other people katie seagull is back as leela basically all the voice cast are back the the one exception at the moment is joe dimaggio who played bender and according to deadline who broke the news about this coming back uh, dimaggio uh, i mean we've interviewed him at mcm i mean he's he's wonderful and lovely and he has been pushing you know going around well promoting the show you know he's he does like a string of bender voices when you interview him. He's really, really fun. He felt when they spoke to him about it, the proposal was not competitive based on the success and name recognition of the original series. That's what the quote is. So at the moment, he is not returning, although uh, they are saying they're looking to recast because they're supposed to be doing a table read today. So if he hasn't signed by today, there may be somebody else that comes in and reads the lines. I'm kind of thinking that that may be a ploy on behalf of 20th century television or 20th century animation. And I rather suspect that he may come round eventually and come back because if everybody else has come back it sort of seems ridiculous that he isn't and maybe they'll offer more money and they'll make him come back because there's a lot of fans saying you can't do this without John DiMaggio it would be weird to have somebody else come in and do the voice of Bender I would like to see him change his mind and come back or them offering more money to come back and do it I don't know but yeah at the moment unless something drops today he isn't coming back as bender which is a shame but you know that's the nature of of what it is we'll we'll see everybody else has mm. returned
1: for me future Futurama I have watched a few episodes it never really quite works for me and I, I don't think it's like a terrible show or whatever but it just yeah. I recognize why some people like it it's just not my kind of thing and I also just think that The Simpsons is better <laughs> and I, have, I have still I've still got so much Simpsons to watch that if I want to dip into that kind of thing, I can just go on my Disney Plus and watch the next episode of Simpsons, which I think Futurama's on there as well, wasn't it? But um, yeah, in terms of this, uh, the, the Bender voice actor, I obviously have seen, you know, plenty of scenes of him, um, not just through episodes, but, you know, internet yeah. content and that kind of thing. I think his voice is too... Like his role is one that you'd out of mainly everybody, I would say you'd need to look at him and think like he really needs to come back yeah. to this because otherwise you've also got the thing of like if you have a new actor that comes in, he's going to be compared to the other one. It might not be as good. And then that might just not work for, for the show. Yeah, it's one thing doing the impression um, of Bender's... So yeah. we'll see how that goes. But it, it, it feels like the, the one thing that's left dangling that's just disappointing in terms of yeah. maybe not coming back. It is um, tricky. So,
0: I mean, it's yeah. one thing that you could get... I mean, it's like Bugs Bunny. You know, There are various people that do the voice for Bugs Bunny, and it is possible that you'll get somebody else that can come and do the voice of Bender. But I think there is a certain extra edge that John DiMaggio kind of brings to that role and
1: i don't know it would just be weird not to have him come Mm. back i think also when he's been doing when you got somebody like that who's been doing an iconic voice for so long obviously Mm -hmm. this thing's been around for a long time audiences get used to a particular type of voice and he obviously grows more and more into the role over the years so if you suddenly like take that away put somebody else there it just might not quite work as well yeah um so it's a sort of longevity thing as well i think yeah so we'll see you
0: know and the fact that when it's been off air he has been one of the people that has been out doing the promotion and you know as well as promoting himself for me obviously promoting the show and keeping the show alive and it seems a little unfair that they won't pay him to come back which is a shame. But yeah, I mean, we'll see how that kind of washes out. It's not the first time that something like this has happened where they've revived a show, said, oh, well, you know, an animated show, they've said, oh, well, you know, they want more money, but we're not going to pay them... So we're going to recast, and mm-hmm. then they've worked out a deal afterwards. So it's possibly a tactic rather than that mm. being the final nail. But we'll see. Yeah. Did you um, say
1: that? Did you say doing a table read today?
0: That's what it says. Yes, it said that's that we're doing a table read soon. today. So um, mm. we'll we'll see whether they have a stand in for that or whether he comes around. I don't know. But yeah, I mean Future Armor being kind of through the mill over the years. It was cancelled by Fox after four seasons. It was then revived for a bunch of DVD movies, which were then chopped up into episodes that went out on Comedy Central. That then got prompted Comedy Central to order new seasons in 2010 where it ran for three years before being cancelled again, and now it's Jeez. been revived by Hulu. So it is one of those shows that just won't die. It's very similar to like Family Guy that got cancelled and then revived and then cancelled and then revived. So wow. uh, yeah, I'm glad it's back. I think it is a fun show i know there's an awful lot of love for it out there um it'd be interesting to see whether they re- managed to recapture the magic but uh, it's on hulu in the us it will be on disney plus in the uk they have confirmed that as well so but it's not coming until 2023 so you've got to wait until next year before we get those episodes mm-hmm. that's all the news we've got for this week just time for some highlights for next week on tv <laughs> So highlights for next week. We have Tracy's returning for a second season on Alibi. That's on the 15th of February at 9pm. That was that crime drama set at the Scottish Institute of Forensic Science. I think that then ran on BBC as well. I think they ran the first season after Alibi ran it, but uh, that's coming for premiere back on Alibi for its second season. That's on the 15th of February at 9pm. Young Wollanda, Killer's Shadow, the second season of Young Wollanda. That's coming to Netflix on the 17th of February. The Cuphead show, which we've been talking about for ages, but obviously animation mm. takes a while. 18th of February 2022 for that. Uh, that's an animated series based on probably one of the most frustrating video games I've ever played uh, called Cuphead. But uh, that's the Cuphead show. That's 18th of February on Netflix. One of Us is Lying, which is a new sort of teen drama. Detention brings together five disparate high schoolers, but a killing and secrets keep them together as a cat and mouse murder mystery unfolds. That is One of Us is Lying. It's coming to Netflix on the 18th of February. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is back for its fourth season on the 18th of February. I love that series. I'm so happy to see it returning finally, Uh, but that's on Prime Video. That's the 18th of February for season four of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Space Force returns for its second season. That's on Netflix on the 18th of February. Uh, Kind of mixed first series. It's very, very silly, but um, still quite fun. So that's back on the 18th. Severance, which is a uh, new Apple TV workplace thriller from uh, exec produced by Ben Stiller starring Adam Scott. That's coming on the 18th of February to Apple TV+. The Walking Dead returns on the 21st of February. That's on Star on Disney+. Plus. That's for season 11B, so uh, one-third of a season to go after this. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're nearly at the end. We've got another bit to come towards the end of this year, but, uh, yeah, that will be The Walking Dead penultimate season in quotes or part season in quotes Uh, 21st of February and star on Disney plus for that and uh, last week tonight is back with John Oliver that's for season nine that's on Sky Comedy, 21st of February at 9pm and uh, that's a wonderful show so I mean look forward to that coming back and that is
1: everything for this week if people want to find more of you where can they find you you can find me over on entertainmenttalk.org you can also search for entertainment talk on your podcast platform of choice get the content that way if you want to as well plenty of things coming up um speaking of myself and david and gray myself and david of course will be covering walking dead uh next week when that starts for its second like david said the second part of the three-part season thing uh, so we'll probably be doing that on the Wednesday which would be the 23rd uh, me and David uh, reviewed when was it on Saturday Sunday, it was on Sunday something wasn't like it. that yeah uh, we reviewed the book of Boba Fett thing so you can have a look at that and then Grey joined me as well as David on I think Thursday we've seen a lot of each other this week haven't we we have um, yes. yeah yeah for uh, the third and final season of afterlife so I did that I uh, got a couple of film reviews coming up as well this week because I'm on half term from uh, cleaning at the school which is good Gives me a bit more time to do things so check out that kind of stuff it's uh, so a TV video games Films basically a Man United podcast so if you want my thoughts on the three in a row draws that we've had the 1-1 one, one draws from Man United and getting knocked out the FA Cup and all that kind of stuff there's the United cast as well if you're interested in that uh, so again there's entertainmenttalk.org for all those things uh, you can also find me on Twitch uh, etalkuk over on Twitch and if you miss those or you want the other video game clips and stuff that I've got there's a YouTube channel as well called Entertainment Talk Plays uh, for those that love PlayStation stuff there's a video I did it's for the Artifact Showcase Room in Astro. Playroom which is the free game that you get with the PS5 and I completed that and then showed off all the the room and everything shows all the old consoles and controllers and stuff so that was good for like PlayStation memories that sort of thing Uh, that's all of my stuff that you can go and check out
0: Excellent so go and check Matt out over on entertainmenttour.org you can go and find him over there for other people involved in the show you can go and find Bex at twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes that's B-Y-T-E-S for lots of daily streaming on uh, Twitch over there Uh, and if you're into retro stuff, retro games, just general sort of chatting and silliness, well worth going to check Bex out over on twitch.tv forward slash Trista For Daryl, you can go and find him over on hollywoodnorthnews.net for all those TV series you love that are shot in Canada. For us, of course, you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, email us on podcast.geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com, forward slash Geek Town on YouTube at YouTube.com forward slash Geek Town and on Instagram at Geektown UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.